I cannot believe this year is almost halfway over. I'm, I have no clue how that happened. So one thing I am trying to be really intentional about this year is taking time for learning for myself. You know, I'd kind of gotten out of the habit during um, the last couple of years of, of really tuning into subject matter experts. So luckily I'm back to trying to be a regular reader and consuming podcasts. Now, earlier this month, I found myself in the car for about six hours where I had to head downstate for a funeral. So during those hours, I actually binged on a podcast that was recommended to me called the Simply Be Podcast. And one of my favorite episodes was this guest interview, actually, with Bobby Rebell. Now, she's the author of How to Be a Financial Grown Up, uh, which is a cute title. So Bobby is a certified financial planner and has like all of these fancy endorsements uh, and accolades behind her name. But I loved this episode. She uh, runs a super successful business and brand. And frankly, I just left that podcast being really inspired by her. Now, during the podcast, I the whole time was wishing that I wasn't driving because there were a lot of notes that I wanted to be taking. Um, because there were a lot of nuggets that I was honestly processing for myself, but I thought, oh my gosh, my audience would love this. You guys would love this. And so I went back and did a, a speed listen um, so I could kind of translate some of those things to you. So here's the first one. And it's actually like really powerful, but it's so simple. And I actually see a lot of fundraisers struggling with this. Bobby is talking about how too many people think they aren't good at numbers and money, frankly. And like, what happens when you think you're not good at something? You have a mental block and frankly, you avoid the topic. I know I do that. So the first step in changing this, she said very simply, you decide. You decide you're going to conquer this and then start accessing the thousands of resources and, and take it at your own speed, right? There's no, it doesn't, you don't need to win the marathon here. Trust you can learn it well enough in that it really isn't that source of fear anymore that you don't dread it anymore so her simple advice was trust you can do it and then just do it now this resonated so much with me there's and really because there's two ways i see this play out with clients in in my business that i talk to first I work with a lot of high-performing nonprofit ceos who have left their corporate careers to lead a nonprofit. I love corporate too. I totally, we, we speak the same language. Now they're experienced at running and scaling businesses and they might even love talking about money and finances. Investment level conversations with donors about growth plans, funding models, financing plans. Well, they're kind of second nature, but their development staff maybe hasn't ever been equipped with the tools and training and knowledge to do this. And so they're great at writing grants, planning events, maybe digital appeals. But when it comes to sitting down one on one with an individual and leading them through the donor experience journey and frankly, a financial conversation to secure a large gift, well, it just never needed to know how to do that before until now. Now, that second person. I work with a lot of nonprofit CEOs who are truly subject matter experts. They've, uh, they've kind of grown up into their positions because of their extensive program knowledge and success in this area. And if I'm honest, this might be the best thing about my job. 
learning from the best mission expert solving local and global problems. The challenge is that when you've grown into leadership up through the program side of the organization, often again, you've never had to learn how to create a true financing plan that empowers your development team to reach and then exceed that true need every year. And often the result of this is an organization way too dependent on one source of revenue, like government contracts or foundation grants, because that's really what they're comfortable with. So I'm not trying to stress or, or stress you out or point the finger here. Most people whose job it is to fundraise have never needed to know how to secure major gifts up to this point, especially from individuals. They've never needed to know how to sit down and have that investment level conversation with donors who frankly can make investment level decisions. But I have too many fundraisers say to me, oh gosh, I hope we don't get into the numbers conversation today. Or, oh, I really hope they don't ask me about those percentages. So if you've said this to yourself before and your fundraiser, here's why that actually doesn't add up one bit. You've got to speak the language of your major donors. And for most of them, that is that CEO, CEO dialect, that investment level language. It's the numbers, right? Now, I'm not saying the crisis stats and the stories of changed lives or programmatic impact is not important. Do that too, right? But major donors need more. To attract them, they need more. They're dying for you to sit down and tell them how you're going to use their funds well. Um, they're dying to understand your financial need. My clients who know their numbers, equip their teams to know how to lead financial conversations and lean into those investment level questions that maybe you avoid most. They, they, well, they raise more unrestricted money from individuals, flat out. They use that money to then invest back into the programs and overhead that they need to scale their organizations. It's, it's kind of that simple, right? So when Bobby says you decide, I, I would like to ask you, like, what do you need to decide today? Successful fundraisers know the organization's finances like the back of their hand. So if you don't know the true financial need of the organization, how will you ever create a financing plan to reach that number? And you know, more importantly, how would you ever articulate what a donor's gift could actually achieve? Secondly, successful fundraisers attract major donors because they welcome the tough financial questions that they're often asked in investment level conversations. Most folks ask me, how do I find major donors? Well, that approach actually doesn't really work. Your first step is to start having different conversations with everyone you know so that you can start attracting donors who really do see you as a solid investment. Now remember, the questions you're dreading are good. Just you got to learn the answers, right? Your job is to decide to act. Decide that 2021 is your year for change. It's already halfway over. Decide 2021 is when 
you're going to move out of all these traditional and transactional fundraising activities that never fully fund our organizations. And frankly, they leave us with very little money to invest in overhead. You got to invest in yourself and your team. You've got to stop doing the things that actually might be keeping you from securing larger investment level gifts. So you can start doing the things that attract stakeholder donors. I loved this podcast. Next week, I'm going to share another super relevant nugget from the podcast. And it might be my new favorite phrase. Have a great week.